All right, guys, here we go. Nord East podcast. We have all sorts of fun news. We got some hot wrecks for you guys. And we are doing the order of the rewatch before one of your favorite segments makes a return. Here we go. Nord East podcast. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Pretty good, man. Dandy. You? I am doing great, and I'm doing great because we are getting closer to our goal of being official Raiders of Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Wow. It's happening. I we, mean, got, we got tons of reviews this week, so thank you came through. to our listeners. You guys are amazing. We love you. You guys are great. Um, but yeah, if you haven't done that yet, now would be a great time to give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Nord East Podcast. Also, subscribe on Podbean, Podcast App, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get your favorite podcast from. Get the Nord East Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week. Also, give us that five-star ranking because we need it. We don't just deserve it. We need it. We're trying to get our numbers up so we can officially rate for Rotten Tomatoes. So that's what we need from you guys this week. Make it funny. Say whatever you want. I don't really care. We just need your help. Well done. Take a breath. Woo. Take a bow. Woo. What I'm going to do is take a drink of this <gasps> beer that we're drinking. What are we drinking now today, Incredible guys? tranny. I mean... Transition. <laughs> uh, all right. Look, this is um, Fair State. This is... Remember Crank and Foamers? It's mm-hmm. a lager they make from corn. Super oh, yeah. crushable. Super delicious. Good price point. So this is their lime version. And damn... I don't think I've had a beer that's only lime flavored this good before. So I'm okay. Don't okay. Ha- don't hate my take. All right. This gotta be honest. This just this tastes like a lager, like a land shark, or a Corona that you put the lime in. Hmm. So this is pre limed for you. Pre limed. Yep. And I don't hate it. Like I think it tastes really good. I would have rather had this in July. When it's super hot out. That's fair. But I think it tastes really good. I like this beer, um, but I like the regular Crank and Foamers more. All right. That's very fair. But, but I it, did, I do like this. I think all the Crank and Foamers are freaking good. Give it, me all that corn beer. And it's a cool, unique you know, thing that they did. So I really appreciate that. Good. Okay, here we go, guys. We're diving right into Do We Care? Actually, no, we're not. We're doing a warm-up question first. I got a oh, quick yeah. little warm-up. Desert Island? Everyone um, loves the desert island question. I do. Mm-hmm. What is your desert island taco? Wow, desert island taco. Okay, and it could be it could be one from a restaurant. It could be your own creation. It could be whatever you want. Uh, Got taco this. Bell. Okay, I'm gonna go with the um, the fish taco from Centro. The deep fried fish taco from okay, Centro. I'm gonna go cool. the shrimp taco from Acapulco that has like. That cheese sauce. You got to throw the queso in it. You got to get the queso on the side, that white queso. Mm-hmm. Sprinkle it all in there, and that's probably mine. Deep fried fish taco with that huge chunk of fish that's like too big for the taco mm-hmm. from Centro. No, I love that. I mm-hmm. love that pick. Yeah. And, are you guys Ryan, corn or, you are, you, one... are you guys corn or wheat tortilla? Flour. It's, or, I mean, sorry, flour, sorry, flour, flour yeah. tortilla. Tortilla um, forever. I don't care that it's not authentic. Corn tortilla, you know what that does? And they have that at Centro, and it's so freaking good. They double wrap them sometimes. It rips in the middle, and then the juice drips on your hand, and you're like, I would be enjoying this if I didn't have to eat it so fast. That's a very good point, and I think I second that. Flour tortillas are way better. I mean, I can do both. It depends, I think, but 
if they give me the option, I'll generally go flour. Yeah, and I think the corn tortilla only works if it's got a little oil and it's got a little mm. crisp on it. If they've mm. kind of like not, not fried it, but you know what I mean, like they, they've yeah, they've, quick throw it in the pan. Yeah, yeah, flip yeah. Flip it over, get a little hot. Get it hot, a mm. little crispy, and then it's got some really good flavor. But then it's just a greasy thing in your hand. Well, like so. Greasy as hell. Yeah, no, I like that. I think they taste delicious. But I'm going with the flour because, man, flour tortilla that thing is near invincible. Yeah. So mine is. Um, I don't want to eat a fish taco if I'm stuck on a desert island because I feel like I'm going to be eating fish. Only fish. Only fish. Okay. But I, I, I like mean, it. I, all right. I like the pick. I'm going like a spicy. I like a spicy beef with, and Jimbo, you're going to love this. Uh-huh. Fresh, raw onions. Yes. Just the mm. white onion, right? Yeah. Just the yeah. white onion for that's a little beautiful. crunch and a little cilantro like that and maybe some cheese. So Don't that's an it. authentic taco and you're going corn on that, that thing. Uh, yes. Uh, I'd take it either way. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I like the, I like a spicy beef taco, like ground beef taco. That's a beautiful, uh, beautiful taco. I really, I was surprised Good by question. your, by your answers, but I like them. I like them a lot. And now I kind of want to Did you think I was going to go with the Doritos Locos Dilo? No, no. I think you're over that. I yeah, thought, I'm, I th- <laughs> I'm definitely over that. I thought you were going to go fried chicken from Rusty. Oh, I thought fuck. I thought that's where you're going. Mm. Well, if I thought of it. <laughs> oh, you I didn't may, even think I, of it. No, I may rewind. It's been years. Um, damn, that's a good taco. Our taco, not rusty taco, apparently, but yeah. All right, guys. All right. I feel warmed up. Thank Here we you. go. Do we care? We're starting out with the boys. You guys are watching season two. I haven't started yet. Why? I don't know. I'm embarrassed. I don't know either. I'm kind of embarrassed to even admit that on the show. Right. The boys spinoff series is coming to Amazon Prime. What do you guys think about this? Uh, they know they got a winner. So season two has been one of their most watched things they've ever like produced. And I see why. Despite the review bombs. For people pissed that it has been released weekly and not all at once. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, who cares? I like the weekly. I, I you know, I would have watched it all already and be like, well, there's nothing to watch. Yeah, agreed. at least I got one hour a week. Yeah, fair. I'm fine with it. Um, yeah, it's great. So this new one is going to take place in this universe that they've expanded and expanded. Um, we're meeting new superheroes every week, so we know they're out there. And this is of like the the main kind of evil company is Vought. Okay, mm-hmm. in the show. This is a Vought superhero university where young superheroes are training to be like maybe, you know, in the seven or in a higher tier or get sent to like a city to be like, you know, Cleveland's big new superhero. And I think it's going to be fun. I'm sure if it has the same tone, it'll work. I hope it gets the same budget, which it really needs because it has to do these awesome, gruesome, practical horror effects. You really Mm -hmm. need that. Um yeah, man. I mean, I'm I'm excited. Although, like, the subject matter is kind of like going to be more like teens, college kids stuff. Maybe won't like it quite as much, but it's going to be a watch. I agree. I think that it it because of the way they've set up Vought and the way that you climb the ladder, so to speak. Yeah. If you want to call it the corporate ladder, it leaves so much room for drama and backstabbing and uh, twists and turns that you don't see coming and deaths. You know, mm-hmm. where someone died and now this other person's taking their place and there's questions about how they got there and, and that kind of thing. So I think it it opens that up significantly. But I agree if it's going to be young people, you're, you're really going to need to nail the actors and actresses um, to, to play those roles seriously where it doesn't feel like I'm watching like Sabrina. Right. You know, from and they're Netflix. not getting Zendaya here. You know, no. it's going to be people we don't know. But that can still work. So I'm excited. I, I don't think it's going to be this fantastic, like, award-winning show. I think it's going to be fun. And that's all I really care about from from this world. 
Uh, Eric, you need to watch The Boys. I will. Yes, please. All right, guys. Next up, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is coming out. And we heard some big time news about this. Jim, can you break down some of the rumors we're hearing about uh, Guardians 3? So this is like, you know, unsubstantiated rumors from sources that have given like big pieces in the past. That's where we're at, right? Um, and so they're saying that, that you know, James Gunn is, is back. He's going to do Guardians 3, which I have extremely high hopes for love the first two movies but they're gonna sort of sunset a few characters up from the guardians it sounds like maybe including star lord so chris pratt might be done this might be his last movie which it's not gonna come out for like two years so he might do features and other stuff before then but this might be his last thing and then they're gonna use this movie to introduce adam warlock who's you know it hasn't been in the mcu at all and we're sort of waiting because if there's one you know big name comic book character that isn't in the mcu yet it's probably this guy right yeah big bad and yeah. i don't know no he's a good guy but he's sort of like he oh can yeah be both he, a he little plays, bit he's he plays just super the, powerful he plays the middle yeah yeah so like um i'm excited for it although like i don't want to see that chemistry go from drax and you know that just the, that whole group is fantastic so I, i'm a little bit torn on it but like if they can keep doing a great job then it, they can bring in new talent i'm fine with it i'm good with it too i i completely agree that the chemistry thing is an issue but then at, at some point it does jump the shark yeah and you need to introduce some new blood into there um and like just when you thought that dynamic couldn't get better then they threw thor into the mix with them and it yeah. got better and you're like oh my god it's it so totally good did. um but yeah i'm i'm cool with with moving on um it might they might do like the Game of Thrones thing and like uh, Mantis is gone and mm-hmm. Groot is gone because he went to go do something else. You know, I, I right. Would we be like incredibly disappointed if Drax left and they brought in someone else that was like also comic relief? They I feel like they're like Drax is gone, but John Cena is going to be a new character exactly. in the Guardians. Yeah. Of the Galaxy. Yeah. Right. Are we missing that? <laughs> not missing that much, but I agree. Like Star Lord. Um, it's possible, and he's going to be doing like you know Jurassic Moon, probably yeah, coming up where right. the dinosaurs are living on an extra They're, like extraterrestrial. They planet. found a way to make their own spacesuits. Yeah, it's so a huge problem. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I listen. It's always Marvel making the right choices. If they feel like it's time to, like you said, sunset some of these characters, then it's time. And and they know the audience; they have the finger on the on the pulse of all of this. Uh, so I I completely trust James right. Gunn and Kevin Feige. I do too. I hope it. Uh, I hope it works out. I, I have a feeling it will. All right. Uh, speaking of James Gunn, he's making a new series for HBO Max. It's called Peacekeeper. Is that right? Yeah. James Gunn loves to double dip, man. He's hitting up both sides of this this uh, superhero battle because he's doing Suicide Squad two. So I don't know yeah. how he has time for this shit. This is going to be more of him writing and producing, not directing. So day to day, he will not be on this, but. It's going to be, what's it called again? The um, the Peacemaker? Peacekeeper. Okay. Yeah, one of those two. I don't know. I thought it was the other one. But anyways, and this is going to have John Cena starring in it. And was I think that, it's, Is that for real? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's going to be the main dude. I was just making a joke. I know, which is why it, it kind of works out perfectly. If you'd known that, you'd probably would have. King of Trannies. Great, if you nailed great it. Great tranny. Um, <laughs> it's so distracting. I can't keep going. No, but like I'm excited. I don't really know anything about the character, but it's an HBO Max show, so we'll probably all get it. We'll probably all watch it. It's probably going to be good and funny and violent. Um, it's a DC property. I don't know much about it. I'm sorry. It was Peacemaker. Thanks, you fuck. So, but yeah, no, I, I mean, <laughs> it sounds like something we'd watch, right? For sure. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I care. I care. I just don't know when it's going to happen. I they care just announced it sure. like two days ago, so I doubt it's even written. Speaking of Marvel, <gasps> Samuel L. Jackson is going to be playing his character Nick Fury on a new Marvel show on Disney+. Plus. I don't think we know a lot about this. I don't think we know much. Other than it's going to be a new series. Yep. It, not one of the ones that they've announced thus far. It also leads me to believe that there's going to be some cameos. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you get like Samuel L. Jackson working in TV, then I'd hope that some of these movie guys and gals that have only been in the movies would be like, all right, I'll come do an episode with Sammy exactly. Jackson. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like he's he's willing to make the well, leap. I am too. And I also meant the other way in that there's going to be some cameos of Nick Fury in WandaVision oh, and, right. and some of the other, I forget all the names of the other ones that are coming out as well. So I would imagine. I would almost, I would guess for sure he's in the WandaVision. After that trailer... It kind of looks like he started S.W.O.R.D., which is the successor to S.H.I.E.L.D. It's more for, like, protecting us from space threats, right? Right. And we saw in that, was it, I don't know, was it Captain Marvel post-credit? Where, like, he's now up in space, or maybe it's a different movie, but he's, like, up in space working with, with the Skrulls and shit. Yeah. So, he's already on S.W.O.R.D. He's already onto that. So, that's what's going to, like, be containing, like, Wanda and her crazy, whatever she's doing to the reality to make this, like, little town and alter reality, Sword is going to be the one trying to handle it. Yep. Yep. Makes sense. Which makes sense un- that he would be involved. I have an right. unpopular opinion, guys. You're over Nick You're not Fury? into this movie? I'm not into Samuel L. Jackson. In general? He just plays the same thing at all times. No, he's perfect. He's, he's perfect just always this. is Samuel L. Jackson. Like, mm-hmm. he just has one character. That's not totally true but yeah if you hire him you want him you don't want him to do like a an english accent and be like a meek quiet guy you want the sam you pay for the sam i'm not saying that he always played the same person i'm saying at this point of his career he has one character and i think i'm a little tired of it okay well then maybe this show isn't for you although i guarantee you watch watch every episode also watch it i think he plays a much more subdued version of that character in the Marvel universe, and I think I appreciate that a little more mm-hmm. than the yelling like he's "motherfucking like, snakes." Like I, he's I, I don't need that. If yeah, anything, I yeah, agree. he's like cool and restrained and in control and badass and, and all one those, step ahead at all times. Should be, yeah. Unpopular take, even though he got dusted. Yeah. Yes. All right. Next up, James Cameron's uh, Avatar movies are officially done filming. I believe two of them are going to be coming out before 2024. Is that right? 2022 and 2024 or 2021 something and 2023. Like, something like that. Two yeah. years apart. Everybody thinks these movies are going to be a joke, but I know what's going to happen. They're going to be awesome. And everybody's going to be like, I can't believe I'm back into Avatar. These movies are unbelievable. I'm going to see it again. And they're going to make billions of dollars. And everybody's going to be like, damn, shouldn't have doubted James Cameron again. And that's the story of his career. I so far don't care. Um, I didn't even watch the first Avatar movie. Never? Never. And um, I I don't know. Everyone's like, oh, you should watch it. But but they say that about a lot of movies and you never watch them. So I, I don't, don't know. Like, do you, Is it really good? Is it more visually cool or is it like an actually great story? So I'll, it's, I'll, uh, yeah. I mean, it's visually fucking amazing. I'll set it up like this. Given your current political views, I think you would appreciate this movie. Um, I think you'd appreciate Avatar 1. Okay, so mm-hmm. drain in the swamp, building the wall. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Drain the swamp, build the wall. It's kind That's of what like you're all about. It's so. kind of like an allegory to like the US or like the you know, invading the US and killing the indigenous people 
that lived here under the it's guise of... It's not even a subtle allegory. I mean, okay, so seriously, like, but okay. There's nothing subtle about the Can movies. I ask one thing? Is it, is it like the general, the main general, who's like the main villain of it? Yes. We find out that when we find documents of what he pays in his taxes, he only pays $750 a year. No. <laughs> but uh, I saw... Yes, that's exactly The first time I, I saw it was in like the, the, the peak of like the 3D movie craze. Mm-hmm. And it was... I missed that. It was unbelievable in 3D. It was awesome. It loses all of that luster on the flat screen when you've no, seen it, it in 3D. Looks great. I think it still looks cool. Yeah. I, Eric, I think you would like it. Um, I don't know. Uh, if, I you, if you don't care, he's gonna watch it and then be like, "That was the biggest piece of shit." And it'll probably be funny. So you should watch it for just for the takes, good or bad. I want him. Okay. I agree. I want him in the group I'm, okay, chat, I, and then I want you to bring him to the pod. No, no, no. I'm going to wait on watching this movie until. The next one's coming Until out. Until you get a bigger TV. Until the next one's coming out, and then I'll watch it when it's before it comes out. Okay. Okay. I think right. it'll be in a while, but I will do it then. All right. Sounds good. Okay, now we're going to some just little small little bits and pieces things, and do we care? Oh, wait. Did you guys care about Avatar? I don't. I just think I care about the 3031 rewatchables we're going to do with okay, it. Okay. 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 And we're going to hit all five. I kind of care about a lot of stuff James Cameron does, because he, he doesn't I go small. He doesn't go small. They're done filming. That's a big deal. All right, here we go. Our little bits and pieces of uh, Do We Care this week. Chris Rock is hosting SNL in their uh, premiere. Um, this should be the best time of the f- SNL four-year cycle of watching it. Um, right Campaign before the election, edition. Yeah. And when it's going to be um, Baldwin, Alec Baldwin as Donald Trump and Jim Carrey as Joe Biden, and a whole host of other people are going to be playing people, and it's going to be must-watch television. You know Hillary Clinton's going to make an appearance, yeah. for sure. Well, you're going to want to watch the debate on Tuesday, oh, so yeah. that you can see where they're going to pull everything from for the show on Saturday. I almost don't want to watch the debate. I just... Because I'm going to get I'm angry in so 10 seconds. I'm so nervous about it, and just like, who... Uh, it's going to be just anyway, anxiety but Anyway, fest. SNL... SNL is going to be great. And Meg the Stallion, who got shot in the feet by Tory Lanez. And I guess she can dance and move again, so that's cool. And Chris Rock. And she's great. Former cast member. True. Of back. SNL. Coming back. Um, on the, you know, he's going to be promoting Fargo uh, season four, Which is obviously. dropping tonight. I'm is that tonight? I'm going to go home and watch yeah. that, yeah. Uh, yeah, which, damn, I'm going to get the hell out of here. I got to go watch that. I'm trying to think of, uh, Chris Rock characters, maybe from, uh, SNL that he, were... He, like, wasn't on it long. No, he was just, and he was just, like, a side character yeah. a lot of times, so, but... But, yeah, no, I definitely care. This is going to be good. This is, like... You're a big SNL guy. You're I big watch S- them all. Yeah. I wa- not necessarily live, but I got them recorded, ready to go. All yes, right. I care. Yeah, I care. I'm excited, actually, to watch it. Um, next up, Borat Movie. We have a title for it. The Borat movie, Borat 2, is coming out, and this is the movie that we need in 2020. We don't know when it's coming out, but hopefully sooner than later. Um, Barter, what is the title of Borat 2? Son of a bitch. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> let me just, let me delay a little longer. The it's man coming. who brought you the Ollie G Show. The man who brought you Borat. The man who brought you Bruno. The man who brought you... Who's the other character? Mm, don't remember. Did you find Ali it? Ali G. I think we're, he already said that. We're ready. Oh, he did. Okay. Uh, the new title for yes. Borat is Gift of Pornographic Monkey to Vice Premier Mikhail Pence to make benefit recently diminished nation of Kazakhstan. 
<laughs> That's beautiful. Do you think he actually has a scene in it with Mike Pence? A hundred percent. Okay. I have no doubt that this will be an exposure of right-wing morons time and time again okay. under the guise of Borat the Comedian. It's- I love it. Can't wait. Um, I don't understand how he could still fool people. I think he's too famous. The movie is an icon, but uh, there's a lot of dumb people out there, so who knows? Guys, it's kind of like the time that a person that I will not name on this show um, but told me that him and his very far-right family loved the Colbert show. The Colbert Report. Like, oh, they didn't get it? And they didn't get it. They thought they were like, I'm, we're so glad there's a comedian on our side. Because he's super conservative. And I was like, wow. like you, he's making fun of you. That's why you... And then you're just like, yeah. I, no, I said, he's making fun of you. And they were like, no, you just don't get the humor. <laughs> I was like, I don't get you're the like, humor? No, I get it. Uh-huh, <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm on top of wow. it. Wow. All right. Uh, I care. Borat, I can't Who was wait. that? Can't tell you. Okay. They might be listening. And if they are, they're a little scary. Um... <laughs> Um, Borat, I care. I loved Borat 1. It was incredible. I care. Care. All right, next up, did you guys know that there is a massive South Park special coming out on HBO Max this week and on Comedy Central Wednesday night, the pandemic special? Hour long. I did know that, mostly from you, because you've mentioned multiple times how you're super excited. I might not watch it. I don't care that much. I like Parachute In on South Park. Yeah. Every once I don't in a while. even parachute in. I think it's I think it's funny to when they have like something where they're promoting it because normally they don't. They're you know they just do like weekly episodes and whatever. I think this one is going to be this this might be their opus. Okay, right. This might be their Sistine Chapel where they've pulled out all the stops and they're really going to go for it. And I'm excited. I yeah. can't wait. And it, actually, what guys, just based on what we saw in here, they're talking about the pandemic, but the pandemic special is Tegrity Farms, Marijuana Farms, pandemic special, a sale for oh. people. And that's what the whole episode is going to be about. Randy Marsh's business of selling weed is having a sale because of the pandemic. And you love you some Randy Marsh. I love Randy Marsh. Best character on all of television. Okay. False. Who's better? A hundred different people, but I I think he'd be the best animated character. Better than Rick or Morty? Oh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, he's great. Nobody's better than Rick. No, they're better. Randy Marsh. Randy. I um, thought this was America. I right, realize what happened to America, by the way, guys. Remember the speech from, uh, from uh, fucking Team America? Yes. At the end, where it's yes. like... Dicks and assholes. Dicks and assholes and, and mm-hmm. pussies. Mm-hmm. Well... It used to be we'd all get along pretty well as the pussies and the dicks in America, mm-hmm. but now it's pussies and assholes, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Where's it the is. dicks? I miss a good dick. Mm-hmm. Me too. We need a dick. We don't have one. You love dicks. I was like, I just want, you know, before I was like, yeah, the dicks are really annoying, but I get it. They do fuck the assholes. Where would you rate them? <laughs> pretty, if they're ours, clearly top notch. If if you're listening to this right now and you're like, wow, that got really vulgar, you just need to watch Team America. Team America, it you makes know. More, makes more sense. Because was, the assholes just shit all over everything. Mm-hmm. And so we need the dicks to fuck them. Yes, they also fuck the pussies. But you need the dicks. And the dicks have gone the way of the asshole. So um, that sums up American politics. We're right there. Agreed. It actually, they do an incredible job just it using that. It was so that. brilliant. It's so Fuck yeah. All right, guys, here we go. Uh, Next up, Do We Care? Uh, You might know him as the guy in Fast and the Furious named Dom. Dom Dom Toretto. Okay. uh, So, yeah, sounds right. I think I got that, and I've never watched any of it. Toretti, Toretto, something. I think it was Toretta. (laughs) 
forget. Okay, guys, I was close. I Pick didn't a watch vowel, the you guys. Look, he, he's Dom. He's Vin. He's the Diesel. All we know is that he's also Groot, and he also has the voice of an angel because he put out his first ever pop song, and it is a straight up bop. Apparently, it's a bop. I heard it. Here once. we go. Okay. Feels like I do. It's like Groot singing you a pop song. That is um, horrendous. Um, it's a bop, dude. No, it's a bop. That can do well. That can do well on radio. I'm sure it can do well on radio. It is horrendous. I'm gonna go with. It's, I'm gonna go with it's, it's okay. uh, B minus. Nordy's rates seven percent. I'm gonna mm, go with. See, it. I'd go with higher on I'm that. I'm gonna go with no one a- Hey, no one asks us to rate this. I'm gonna go Nordy's rates um, fifty-five, like most pop music. Yeah. Oh, it's not offensive than some. to my ears. I can listen to it. Not really loving it. That's There's ex- a Selena Gomez song out right now that's so fucking bad about ice cream that uh, that's much better than that. So I'll take Vin over no. the new Selena. All right, guys, here we go. Hot Rex. What up? Jimmy Channels uh, gave us the JC30 on a lot movies of half, this lot of half week. Movies. <laughs> Watching 30 minutes of a lot of movies. He's going to try to break them down for you. It's going to be super weird. Uh, so we're going to start out with Invisible Man. No, I watched this whole one. Okay. This is my actual wreck, and I liked it. I did like it. I'm excited about it. Um, it was... I heard it was really, really violent, and there's definitely a couple of, like, Eric's, Eric, no, Eric should not watch this scene. Um, because when it is violent, it's graphic, it's realistic, it's Gone Girl-esque. Um, yeah, exactly. So, but the story was pretty twisty. Elizabeth Moss, while I think is very difficult to look at, I'm sorry to to, to just go there with her, but, um, she is a good actress and you do feel, you know, her kind of going crazy. Like no one believes her that this person is haunting her and stalking her that, that you can't see. And, you know, in the past with, with Invisible Man, they've done like, he drank a formula and now he's invisible forever. It's like, they made it much more believable in this. More grounded. It's a suit, right? So you're like, okay, you know, the guy invented a suit that's like, whatever. Just totally a lot more believable and grounded. And um, I thought it had a bunch of good performances. It's like tense as hell. The scenes where she's fighting and grappling with an invisible person look incredible. Like weird. Like you haven't seen it on screen before. So that alone is worth watching. It's like, Maybe a little long. I think it's it should be about 90 minutes. It's probably about 100, 110. But it's good, man. I think it's like a, you know, it's a horror movie, which I, I grade on a curve because somehow they don't have to be that good to be a good sure. movie, yeah, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. It's like a comedy. If it's funny, I'm into it. Well, because it's so out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's so, a guy wearing a suit that's invisible. I mean, of course, there's a curve. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And there's some twists and some surprises, so it's not just like straightforward bullshit. I'm going to give this one an 83. Pretty Which solid, is pretty solid horror movie. Definitely rack. worth watching. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that's my first rec. And then the other movies I watched, like forty five minutes of Enola Holmes. Gonna keep watching that. It was fine. I watched an hour, and a, maybe an hour of uh, Devil All the Time on Netflix, and that is gonna be depressing. Holy fuck! Our guy Tom Holland. Oh my god, he's not. He he just showed up ten minutes ago. Oh really? It's just a long movie. Um. So with that. I don't know. I'll probably finish it. And then what was the other one I said I watched like half of? Do you have it written down? No. Okay. So I watched half of some other movie that I'm going to plan to finish. What did I say? I don't remember now. Well, 
So um, I'll check back in on those other ones. But for now, Invisible Man is on HBO Max, and you should probably watch. Can I ask a question? Please. Were those were those movies not good enough to finish, or did you just sort of like run out of time in the day? And just like, <laughs> they just weren't that good. Yeah. Like Enola Holmes, I'm already pretty disappointed in. I will finish it. But if you thought it was going to be... I thought it was a show. I thought yeah, it was a we, show. I, th- I think we reported it as a show. I thought it was a show no, that we was going to be like movie. Stranger okay. Things is my guess. And it, I was way off. If you're watching this for like a team up with Henry Cavill, who has... He doesn't... I think he probably showed up to film for three days. He's just not so in it like a lot. like 10 minutes of screen time. I mean, time. this is like a showcase for uh, Millie Bobby, who's who's very good. You know, she's likable. She's cute. She's like badass and all those things and girl power and that's what the show is so um i'm gonna finish it but it's it's yeah it was it not was it not made for us it probably wasn't made for us it probably wasn't made for us yeah that's what really what it comes down to all right uh anything you watch parter yeah i watched the boys raised by wolves and then harry potter but i was kind of out of pocket for the weekend so i had to kind of cram in a bunch of stuff this week so nothing mm-hmm. nothing that uh, we haven't already talked about like a million times except for oh oh it's time for the order of the rewatch rewatch It only took me five movies for us to get to a better part of the song that we started on. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Real quick, I'm going to make like Dumbledore and I'm going to hit the rope. So I'll see you Clap. guys later. Out of here, Fox. Yeah. All right. Um, so Great scene. Guys, this is the turning point in the series. Agreed. And especially in the movies. I know the books were pretty strong all the way through, but this felt like uh, the stakes were raised so much and uh, the the studio um, changed what they were doing with the movie. This thing was on a different level than the other movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Different tone. Um, the tone is way darker. Uh, just in, in fact, the movie is darker. It's darker. It, it looks like deeper, Ozark. It's smarter. like dark blue the whole time. To me, this one, this movie and book was always a little bit of the forgettable one. Like when I try to think of plot points, I'm, I'm just like the one with Umbridge. That's about what I can remember of it. But, you know, having watched it and, and been really paying attention to each one, it's a pretty special movie. I think it has a, a good place in the series. I agree with the, like, the Umbridge umbrella sort of hangs over yep. most of the film. But I think if you ignore her and just think of her as more of a conduit of what the ministry is becoming mm-hmm. it becomes much more tolerable um the spread of fake news started here yep. in harry potter mm-hmm. and like their controlling of the media to tell their the narrative their, their yep. narrative of things was really really fun and like it's not fun for the characters that you like and so i think that this movie can be frustrating at times but you see the threat of voldemort's there and the government is doing everything it can to kind of like pretend that it's it not under a thing. the rug right. yeah, yeah and so harry is no longer the chosen one hero he and Vold- or he and dumbledore are like villains public enemy number one now. yeah, yeah. and so yeah. T- to me i think this movie is is really good the movie made me realize some things that the book didn't even um just kind of like in the boys right where like your heroes are like they look like bad guys 
You know what I mean? They they look like anonymous thugs and they live they operate out of a drug basement. This is sort of the same way. Like Sirius Black looks like a bad guy still, just physically, and he turns into a big black dog. And um, you know, the, like Grimald Place, their their hangout is like a super detailed, really cool set, but it's very dark and grimy. And there's like an evil. It's like you can kind of see how easy it would be for the ministry to make you know that that side of things look like the, the bad guys yeah. and the, and how they're wrong and you know i think it's sort of i think that was intentional i love the whole ministry thing i love the serious black stuff um he's an incredible character what's that guy gary oldman mm-hmm. oh his acting is just on a different level than the other people too he's, oh, he's so good he's great um yeah i love that i love the whole entire first part where harry's on trial and then Dumbledore is his representation, which is really cool. Um, the Once whole, again, just go some. The whole mystery of like um, Sirius wanting to tell Harry things. So he, I think it's also like a really big um, growth spot for Harry where he's kind of becoming more of an adult because he's forced to, mm-hmm. even though he's still a kid. And like the everyone's trying to treat him like a kid. And he, Sirius is like, dude. It's it's gonna come to it's life or death here. Like we yeah. gotta just start acting like that. Well, just think about uh, Arthur Weasley. You know, walking him through the Muggle subway and mm-hmm. everything, and then like, come on, Harry, we're gonna go through the guest entrance and all of yeah. that stuff, and just literally taking treating him like taking a kid to school, you mm-hmm. know, and something like that. And um, Harry quickly realizing after Dumbledore just dips mm-hmm. at the end of the hearing, um, he's kind of on his own. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I mean, with his friends, but they're they're all collectively kind of on their own um, because they're also being shut out of the discussions of the order as well. Right. And so they've got to kind of like navigate this uncertain water um, where they're kind of in the middle of like we get brought in when we're kind of needed or we need to get shuffled around. But at the same time, they're not giving us enough information. So we got to kind of figure it out for ourselves, which is a right. really cool plot arc. They also skip school and Quidditch for the most part in this movie because there's so much story for them to tell. Which I think was a great decision. Great yeah. decision. In the Perfect book, there's decision. a lot of focus on the owls, that their test, yep. end of year test, that like, literally I've been reading it with my kid and he'll be like, so this chapter is called Owls, it'll be just mostly about that, huh? Like, yeah, buddy. <laughs> I think it's, you Sorry. Know, it's just yeah. like, and then it gets exciting, but yeah. So they, they did made the right choices, I think, with the movie of what to include and what not to. Yeah, it's really good. And then you get to um, all the stuff where they have the Dumbledore's Army stuff, which I actually like. It's kind of a fun part of the movie, um, but it's really cool character building. And you see like the growth of all of these kids who are going to be on the front lines yeah. in movies to come. You really need that, too, because there are going to be scenes in the next couple of movies where the kids are like really hanging tough with seasoned Death Eaters. And if they didn't have something like this, it would be even... It's already a little bit unbelievable, and it would be really bad if well, you hadn't seen them all training together. In, in addition to that, I think that, that also goes back to the narrative of the government slash uh, ministry saying the new curriculum will be no practical magic. You're yep. going to understand theory of magic, not actually Why would you using need these, it. Yeah, these exactly. Spells, yeah. And I think that's that's an important distinction that Harry realized and probably Hermione more than anyone else pushed Harry into that, mm-hmm. um, realized that they need to have this. Like she was the first one to question like, well, what do you mean? Yeah. She, she, this was a big growth movie for her more so than Harry. Oh yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. 
and and she really came into her own especially i mean you know there's easter eggs that are going to come up in in other movies you know that she did with like the signing of the names on the on the parchment mm-hmm. and all that stuff so um i think that this was an important like line in the sand for the young kids to say we're either going to sit on the sideline or we're going to step up to the plate and the ones that did are the ones that eventually for the most part end up uh you know being doing important. doing the thing yeah being important to to the survival of hogwarts now i do think that it can be a little hard to watch and like a little less fun sometimes when you're watching like angsty um you know battling loneliness depression and the dark lord harry potter angry teen um you have distant dumbledore you have a movie of like really angry angsty alone people and that's the point of it it's not always the most fun to watch that Mm -hmm. um but i do think that that is a good part of the movie too and like some of those scenes where like harry is seeing these visions and he's realizing that there's a connection in his mind with voldemort is really cool and the snape stuff was great it's great snape is is going to be more and more important as we move on and this sort of was the first one to make Harry question everything. Um, Maybe my dad wasn't the best person. Maybe Snape is a little bit more sympathetic of a character than I realized. And Um, am I evil? Right, yeah. Like, he's like, everyone this whole time has been telling me there's a little bit of Voldemort. And it's like, is my dad an asshole? No, but I mean, everyone's been telling him that there's some Voldemort in him, and he's like, is that, am I bad? Because he's seeing this stuff, and then, like, he sees this vision in his dream of... Um, Nagini going to the Ministry of Magic and attacking Arthur Weasley. And when he sees this, he's afraid to even tell people that he is seeing it mm-hmm. first person, that he himself is Nagini. And when he gets these visions, he gets the emotions that go with them from Voldemort's point of view. So he's seeing people attacked and feeling great about it. So yeah. then he wakes up like, what the fuck? Which they don't really do a good job of translating in the movie. But yeah, yeah so from the book perspective, especially, um, they they definitely delved into... Um, that a little bit more in the book, yeah. uh, you know, with with what Harry saw and what he was feeling in the movie, it was just sort of like I had a vision, and then he told his friends mm-hmm. like I was actually the snake, and they just sort of like moved on. They were like, "Don't tell anyone, dude." Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's bad. Awkward. Dude, I just one more thing I got to say about the sets. How great was well, Grimald Place? I thought was perfect. And then you know the Room of Requirement looked oh, amazing. Yep, the, and the fireplaces, everything, and but like. The Ministry of Magic. It was incredible. How perfect was it? To me, It's it looked cooler than I could imagine it when I was reading the book, and I think that says a lot. I mean, you talk about, like, the dark settings, and, like, when you're going into the Ministry and you're walking by the fountains, everything's very bright and vibrant, and there's light-colored carpets, and there's but things flying over, there's lots of light. And you go down in the then basement. you go down to talk to the... What's his name? Uh, Phil... Uh, um, the Minister of Magic. Uh, what's Cornelius it? Fudge? Fudge. Fint, Fudge. And, like, he's in this room, and it's, like, all this, like, black tile. Yeah, and the black tile was so cool. Contrasted by, like, you know, the the suits that all of the, the folks are wearing that are the judges and all of that stuff. And it was just, like, it's very, very jarring mm-hmm. um, to, to see that sort of contrast. Like, they're trying to paint themselves. They don't look like the good people, like the good guys at Right, all. they're trying to paint themselves like, oh, we're bright red and colorful, but you're in this room full of black and shit, and there's Patronus charms, like, floating around. And, like, and there's... Um, what do they call them? 
not the Death Eaters, but the the guards of Azkaban, like floating in and out of the hallways. The Dementors. The Dementors. And you're like, Jesus Christ, this place sucks. Yeah. Right. And they and they you know, they switched the time on it to try and fool Dumbledore so that Harry wasn't gonna have any representation, so that they could like bait him into this and then like put him in jail and yeah. and be done with the whole thing. And Dumbledore so. realizes later that he has to take the blame for this thing right away because he can't let Harry get expelled. That's the only place he's safe. Is at Hogwarts. So, Safest place on earth. Yeah, right. Hogwarts. Unless you're just an average student <laughs> and get blown the fuck up. So let's think about this quick. The the final, I don't know, 40-ish minutes of this movie, I think, is the best part of Harry Potter. Top tier. It's top tier, though. It's so freaking it's good. It's really, really good. So you have them, you know, they, they think he, he has another vision of seeing um, Sirius um, being attacked in a similar way, tortured by Voldemort. And he says, I have to go. I got to go save him. And then all of his friends from Dumbledore's army decide that they're going to come with him. And so this group, this kind of new group of Ron, Hermione, Ginny, Harry, Neville, and Luna Mm -hmm. head to the ministry to try to stop this. And they're completely... Real quick, I got to say, I'd be like, hey, Luna, why don't you kind of hang back a little (laughs) bit? Because there ain't no Nargles down here. I like Luna. She's great. I think she's a great she's character. X-Factor. I don't think she was like their first choice. No. In the and book, it, he anyway. literally says, he, they're like, look, you started this group when they're all trying to say who's going to go with us, right? And Harry's like, I just want to go by myself. It's too dangerous. And they're like, you started the Dumbledore's army. Is that Was that for pretend? Or are we actually like going to try to make some good here? And then he literally says, I wouldn't pick you three. <laughs> and he's looking at Ginny, Neville, and Luna. I would not out of the group. But that's who he had, and, and I they suppose made it work. Uh, many hands make light work, kind of scenario, right? Yeah. Beggars yeah. can't be choosers. So they go there. You get to meet um, some of the Death Eaters. You you meet Bellatrix for um, the first time, which is great. She's amazing. And then you learn about this prophecy, which is the weapon that uh, Dumbledore or Voldemort didn't have. Now, I will say, I always kind of felt like that was um, a little underwhelming. Mm-hmm. I always felt like the prophecy being this weapon, like. Both of them cannot survive when the other one does, and only one can live. And they're like pretty much like one of them has to die. Like they both can't be alive is pretty much what they're saying. Yeah, because right? there wasn't much to that. I agree. But I mean, it has big importance later on, of course, with how yeah. the thing wraps up. But, um, but I think yeah, people, I was. I mean, I was sort of hoping that it was going to be something more epic. I guess you're well, right. But I don't think anybody knew that. I think that was the big key. Yeah, was that had been mm-hmm. buried into the ministry's you know basement of you know memories and prophecies and all of that stuff, and I think that Voldemort only wanted to get a hold of that so that nobody else could know it, mm-hmm. and that's an important distinction. But I thought he didn't know it either. He didn't know that prophecy. He had not seen it. Yeah. That's right, because yeah. that came from uh, the teacher at Hogwarts, right? Yeah. The the was it Trelawney? Tr- Trelawney, yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. So, but either way, I think that was an important distinction that that they know, that they made it seem like if this gets out, then you're going to have people that are going to be joining Harry's side much much quicker, mm-hmm. and there'll be a lot more people rushing to it. But anyway, so anyways, they go to the ministry, they battle these Death Eaters, all the. They destroy all the prophecies, which is kind of bummer. Um, but yeah. that's a really cool scene with everything falling. Everything. And then you get to this—I um, don't know what it was—but this this the gateway, veil. the veil to like the afterlife, and uh, a great scene where the little Order battle, of the Phoenix, Battle Royale, the Order of the Phoenix shows up, and you get 
one of my favorite moments of Harry Potter, period. Mm-hmm. Harry and Sirius Black fighting against Lucius Malfoy and Bellatrix. And it is just too good. It's such an incredible scene. They really put it to Lucius Malfoy. And it sounds cheesy, but I love when he says, like, good one, James, you know, like he calls him his dad's name Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in the heat of battle, which is just like such a great moment. And then just seconds later, he dies out of nowhere at the hands of Bellatrix Lestrange, which to me was just such a devastating death because it just sucks because he, I know he's not a huge character at that point. You haven't really had that much time with him, but he was the one person that Harry felt like was family. He was the one person that Harry, you know, thought of as like a parent to him at this point pretty much mm-hmm. and, and was willing to risk expulsion at hogwarts just to have a 10 second conversation in a fireplace with yeah, yeah. in the book and, yeah. and so he's you know he's just for the first time having this guy in his life and then he's taken away from him and not only that it's like surprising the, as hell really yeah really when quick, i read it and when i saw it i was shocked the first time that that happened like the the, the da had been like under the boot of the death eaters and you felt like Hope was collapsing pretty quickly. And then the order shows up and you're like, okay, everything's going to be fine. And then they're kind of dueling, like Eric said, like kind of back to back. And they're, and then all of a sudden it's like, boom, boom. done. And you're like, holy Lost shit. The one you, person the you did one not one guy that you didn't want to lose then, out of all of that. From there, somehow it gets better because yeah, Harry, agreed. in a rage, chases down Bellatrix. She's ch- cheering that she killed Sirius Black. And I then, killed Sirius Black. And then he throws an unbreakable curse at her to torture her right he uses the cruciatus yeah yeah he uses it but he doesn't really torture her but she's like i'm fucked and then the best part he hears voldemort talking to him and he's like do it do it you know the curse like she deserves it kill her and he's like trying to turn harry evil and at the that last... was a very that was a very like emperor mm-hmm. from like uh, Star Wars yeah. kind of thing like you know episode three kill it underrated yeah. yep. yep and then he's telling him and Harry can't do it and then he shows up behind Harry right then which is just amazing to watch and then the flu network he's just like up <laughs> oh, you're a coward and then he's gonna fight Harry and then right then who shows up Dumbledore you shouldn't have come here tonight Tom. Yeah. Which is an incredible line. And then the best duel by a ton in all of Harry Potter mm-hmm. as the two greatest wizards, Voldemort and Dumbledore, duke it out with the absolute most of their powers. Dumbledore is also protecting Harry throughout the whole thing. And I like the little, uh, when you, just to, to touch on that, when Harry like has been like knocked down and he's kind of hiding and then he kind of crawls forward just a little bit. And Dumbledore's fighting uh, Voldemort, and then he like gives a little like uh, wind push or yep. whatever, and like shoves Harry back in the fireplace. Like, get the yeah. fuck out of here! Yeah, you're, you're out of your element, Donnie. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of thing. That was just so cool. I love it. I think it's the best fight scene in the entire series by a lot. The crackling oh. magic was unbelievable. The water versus the fire, like the glass all shattering and then being used as Voldemort throwing and it all back at them. And oh, so it's just cool. it's incredible. The special effects are so great and it is like the one time where the magic just seems larger than life. I mean, it just is so cool. So, I love es- this. Es- especially when you got 
like little snippets from like how powerful Dumbledore is as a magician. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, fe- you feel like he's like running at about 70% right. for this battle, like doing just enough. He's not trying to kill Tom, but he also was trying to protect Harry and himself but some really powerful shit, and that was awesome. I just love it, though. It's just two, the two best in the game going at it, and it's just it's, it's Raven's Chiefs. I think, I think <laughs> Voldemort was trying to kill Dumbledore a lot more than Dumbledore was trying to kill him. Yeah, no, for sure. And yeah. they were trying to make the point that he's really spending his time protecting Harry here. Exactly. Then there's a moment Harry's tempted. Harry just gives this whole speech about how... You know, he feels sorry because Voldemort doesn't have any love and he doesn't love anyone and no one loves him. And it's a great, great, great finish to an amazing movie. Um, I'm not saying the whole movie was the best, but it just got so freaking good um, at the end. The end of that movie is is my favorite part of, of the whole series. Wow. Yeah. It's an epic scene. I can't deny. Yeah, it was... Half-Blood Prince next. It was one of those, like, the first time you watched it, you were, like, holding your breath a little bit. Like, I don't know what's going to happen here. And, obviously, Dumbledore Mm -hmm. is the shit. Temporarily prevailed. And, you know, one other thing. In the book, they made him seem so much more badass. And they used the line verbatim where it's like, you're laboring under the pretense that I'm going to, quote, you know, come quietly. And then he disappears with Fox. So in the book, they made it just like seem so much crazier how powerful he was there because he did like somehow one spell that knocked like all, all of, them, of out. them out. Yeah. And then they're like, how could he even do that? That shouldn't even really be possible with three three hours and there was Fudge there that is competent and Umbridge and all these people against him. Percy. Oh, you mean Aurors? Or- yeah. Uh, yeah. Aurors, whatever, however you say it. And he's thinking of the future Arsenal player. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, it just seemed in the book, I think that although the line was good, all he really did in the movie was disappear quick, which was cool. But he did both, knocked everybody out and disappeared well, quick. Well, not only didn't he knock everybody out and then didn't knock out Harry. Right. And then there was some time to spare. They had it like, and Minerva was there. Yeah. And they talked for a minute. Yes. And then everybody woke up and you're like, when they wake up, we have to pretend that we just woke up. Okay, go. Right. Like, I don't know. It was just cool. But I mean, they nailed so much of what made the book great. All right, guys, this week we have the Half-Blood Prince, another just epic. I mean, at this point, there's nothing but incredible stuff. My favorite book. Three weeks left. Let's do it. Probably Half-Blood Prince. Probably the best book. Yeah. So, guys, that has been... Harry Potter and the Order of the Rewatch. 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 Hey, if you need a sound effects guy, we make them here cheap. Yeah. Real good. Um, You guys should have heard on the Purple Pride podcast this week, um, Adam did the uh, his nail it of the week or something, and he tried to play a clip of uh, Hammer hammering a nail on his phone. So that's where we're at with our sound effects. We really need a soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Finally, we're going to move. We're not doing Nordy's rates this week. We are doing Hang It or Bang It. It's back. Yeah. We're going to bring it back for one week. So hang it or bang it is here. Things to hang and things that bang. Who wants to start? I'm going to start because I have something really specific I'd like to hang that's come to my attention uh, more and more over the years and this year especially. So I just want to hang how 
unforgiving the cameras are to a guy's hairline if you play in the NBA. Are you following me? Okay. Yeah. So these are se- LeBron James. These, <clears throat> yeah, one of many. These guys are six foot five. In real life, no one ever sees the top of their head, ever. And then you get they get in the NBA, they start playing, and the cameras are right over them. And they got the fox, like the floating cam, like over the court. And you got right? like, yeah. who's that white dude on the Lakers? You know, the Caruso. Like, Caruso, poor Caruso. The guy should be a superstar, and all people can look at uh, is his head. But he needs to shave it. He that's, needs that's, to that's shave on him. It. Somebody it hand is. him hand him a bag of Bic razors and some shaving cream. But I mean, like you got Durant should be larger than life. Everyone just looks at his like thinning hair. You got LeBron who like has clearly tried to do things about this. Yeah, and he's so tall in real life, no one would see the top of his head, and he would not even have to worry about. I think his issues are be, his issues are more in the front. I thought you were going somewhere else with this. I thought you were just saying how unforgiving cameras are to guys' hairline. And I was like, amen. Well, <laughs> don't take a picture of me. <laughs> From the back. Unless I'm From wearing anywhere. a hat. <laughs> Snap away. Um, but specifically in the NBA, I just feel for these guys. Um, you know, they have everything, but you can't always buy hair. All right. I'll go next. I'm going to go uh, CBS broadcasting in general mm. so not only do i hate all of their tv shows and the way that they so this is a this is a hang in okay. but i'm gonna hang specifically their sports coverage because they go to commercial they're like uh the wind blew too hard we'll be right back and then like <laughs> they go away for like 30 seconds and they come back like and it's a touchdown you know and it's just like the whole like their whole broadcast is like make sure you get like they're they're the network that's like praying for injuries for players, so they can be like, "Oh, he's down." Like, well, no, he just tripped. Yeah, but like, let's he's go to down. commercial. We'll, be, we'll quick. be right back. Yeah, and I it just we'll annoys me. In one Frito Lay commercial. Be right back. I, I love the fact that um, the Vikings are in the NFC and they primarily get broadcast on Fox because I feel like they do a better job mm-hmm. of like staying in the action when it's still relevant. But CBS is like. Any break in the action, we're out of here. We're going to commercial. And so that's my hang it for the week is CBS sports coverage. I'll hang that. I'm also going to hang NBC super quick because on Comcast, for whatever reason, color, the color and the it gets so um, like it's pixelated all the time. I don't know why they can't figure that out. So I'll hang that. Okay, I'm going to hang a couple things. First one, I'm going to hang face shields. Okay, face shields. Who thinks that that works? Yeah, I don't know. The face I mean, shield it probably works a little. You bit. got the bottom up face shield. Um, that one is angled out. You're five foot six. I'm six foot one. That thing's blowing directly in my face. It's not doing anything. You're just fogging it up. It doesn't help you. And anyone who's like, I'm not allowed to wear a face covering other than a shield is lying to you. They're being oh, dramatic. They're, yeah. Put on a goddamn mask. It's not that hard. Uh, that's my first one. Okay. Uh, oh, we got a double dip. Yeah, double, my double. my second one: birthday cards. Hang them. How about just birthday cards. cards? All cards. All cards. No cards. We don't need cards anymore. We don't need one. Cards. Wasteful. Two. A tree had to be cut down for your stupid card. Three. Cards really expensive. You go to buy a card. You know you want to get one of those ones that's like three D. You know they're like seven dollars. Well, well the ones they started co- making the cheap ones, like the ones that are now three dollars, which used to be the expensive ones. Like, say dumber shit. Yeah. If you want it to even say normal stuff, you have to spend $7. Yeah. They're like, birthday happy. <laughs> you're like, oh, well, I guess I better get the one that says happy birthday for <laughs> so $8. I, 
And here's my thing. Stop hitting your microphone with the pen. Here's my thing, guys. I don't want the birthday card. Why don't you spend five extra dollars on me and on my gift and three dollars you just save? Or even just save eight dollars. I don't need it. Oh, I don't need the cards. I don't need the card at all. Yeah, they just get tossed for me. And people that like think they're going to keep them. Stop. Oh my gosh, I'm going to keep this And then like, I'll try to just like literally like that night, I'll just like try to put in the recycle and then I get like a look like, how could you be so cold? Someone bought that card for you. Recycle it. Oh, I'll do, okay. I'll I'll set it in the counter for three days, and then is it okay if I recycle <laughs> yeah. it? Yes. Okay. Now it's okay. All okay, right. Grinch. You want to get rid of the Christmas cards? No, I I completely agree. Um, my wife and I do. She bought a like a fifty pack of blank cards. Yeah. For like ten bucks. See, this I'm more okay with now. That also adds to the pressure of what you have to write into it. So mm-hmm. I gotta, I gotta up my game. Be like, oh, we love you guys. We're so happy for you, or happy birthday, or all that stuff. I mean, it's your picture on it too. But, but I like those but, cards. But now that the kids are starting to write and draw things, we just have them come. Hey, why, can you draw a picture of like a sun mm-hmm. and a thing, and then the like whoever you know, if it's an adult that you give it to, like, oh my god, I love it so much. And it's like we spent twelve cents. You know, on, on this one card. So that's what we've done is like just buy a buy a huge pack of blank cards. If you're gonna give a gift card for a wedding, throw it in there. But like we're so happy for you. Congratulations, long live, you know, your marriage, all that stuff. Like it does <laughs> No, you, but like nobody's nobody, Has anyone ever said long live your marriage? They're not fucking reading it. They're not reading it. They don't care. They're not reading it. They're, they're like not. oh great, a fifty dollar gift card to Macy's. Perfect. Yeah. Throw it in the pile. Throw it in the pile. They don't care about the card. All right, here we go. Bang it time. Jim, what do you got? Um, this is a simple one, but it's, it's, I feel really passionately about it. And that would be S'mores Pop-Tarts. Oh my God. The only Pop-Tart you need to rate buy. It? Nordiest rates. No, we're not allowed. S'more Pop-Tarts. Okay. Please ask us Someone next please put it on please the list. Please ask. Oh my God. I love Cause that. I love S'mores Pop-Tarts. The, oh. the second place is probably like the Frosted Strawberry. Um, uh, but the s'mores is twice as twice as good, right? It's it's double. What um, a take! What a take! Literally, the one that you add a little heat to it doesn't. You don't have to brown the fucker. Just get it warm, and having that fudgy line with the marshmallow line next to it is just elite. Every bite is wonderful. Um, I just think that they're probably one of the best things you can make quickly for breakfast. What would you rather have? A s'more pop tart, just as you described, perfectly perfectly toasted to your liking. Sure. Or a toaster strudel with an extra packet of frosting. No, I'll take the pop tart. S'more pop tart. Really? Yeah. Easy. S'more pop tart is like the best dessert there is. And it's a breakfast. And you can just have them at night. Sometimes and they were too, like and, and one of my like favorite things is, is that they fixed their biggest flaw. They were like, people love Pop Tarts, but people hate Pop Tart crust. Mm-hmm. What if we just made that Pop Tart crust into graham cracker? Right. Wow. Yeah. Nailed it. The filling, the chocolate vanilla or chocolate marshmallow, chocolate marshmallow, chocolate. Mm-hmm. Wow. Whoever came up with that, I hope is a rich man or woman. Kellogg's. Well, the person <laughs> who <Okay>. specifically did. <laughs> oh, some nameless, faceless scientist yeah, sure. at the yeah. like Pop-Tarts testing facility. Are Kellogg's? Are they? I don't know. I just made. A, I just picked a cereal. Brand. Tyler Brown's gonna be pissed if we fuck this up. Well, yeah. I was just guessing i All just right. threw it out though so quaker what, oats like i don't know who who owns like whatever parent company post nah could be post mm, do we, it's general Mills, do, we, do we care uh we don't care go ahead okay i want to bang okay that sounds bad no 
you phrase it like that now. It's um, Kellogg's. Okay. Thank you. Oh, well, shit. I guess we wasted <laughs> dead, fucking, <laughs> along. dead fucking center. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going Apple Watch. And I'll tell you wow. why. They've got a lot of cool features. And you think, you think, what? You were the one that you bought, the one one who and bought one and returned it. I know, it. and I was wrong. And I was just, I was going to get to that. Like this is a mea culpa. <laughs> this is a mea culpa on my end because you. the Apple Watch fucking shreds, and okay. I know it's expensive, and it's another one of the Android people's uh, easy to hate on topics. Like you're just getting sucked in, and it's a it's a glorified heart rate monitor. Blah blah blah. No no no. I can unlock. My Ma- I can keep it locked at all times. I can unlock my MacBook just by having my Apple Watch on my wrist. And okay. it'll it'll sense that it's my username, it's my watch, and then it unlocks automatically when I, I mean, when I lift it up. Kind of cool. But it's like a, it's just a, it's those small little details that Apple does a really good job of They do all those features it, to make sure you buy an iPhone, I understand. a watch, I understand. and a laptop. I get it. And then the air bu- earbuds, and you don't fucking deviate, or I get else it. you lose all. I get that. it. I thought it's they. The Apple I think, universe. I thought that the Apple stuff all ran on five G, which also gives you cancer and COVID. AIDS. Oh yeah, no. COVID. Yeah, it also gives you COVID <laughs> and all those things. No, but I think I think that um, the Apple Watch has a lot of promise to be one of those things that's very essential to life. Unlike Eric's prediction that we would all only be using watches in the future. Did you ever pay me that ten bucks? It was probably a longer bet. Ah. You should look it up. No, it was it was like a like a one and a half year bet. You're no. like by Christmas of 2018, you, we won't even carry phones. We'll wow. just have watches. Yeah, okay. and I was like, I'll okay. take that bet. I'll Ten get bucks. you something. Yeah, no, I think you paid me. Well, we bet you. You bet me for sure. Winds of Winter would have been out by 2019, and I paid up on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a horrible long term bet. Usually, I win- see. I make them with Eric, and I'm good to go. Yeah. So anyway, I love the. I love my Apple Watch. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think I would give this up. I think I'm gonna upgrade. Like this is gonna be my new phone. I'd rather keep like the same phone and upgrade my watch. Yeah. Like that's that's how I feel about that's it. That's where so, you're at. Uh, bang it, Apple Watch. Agreed. Okay. Well, you guys are doing great, and you guys are going to totally agree with mine. Oh, God. Bang it. Juicy Lucy. Oh, wow. You wow. would go there the after Juicy the controversy Lucy. in the group chat. The Juicy Lucy. I'm so sick of this cool guy take. By the way, by it's the way. It's not a cool guy take. It's always the, been my take. One of the most heated group <laughs> texts we've ever had. Yeah. And my favorite. It, it was, was good. It was incredible. I was laughing oh my so God. hard the entire time. So so just so you know, this is what happened. There was a talk. Um, Ryan posted a picture of making spicy fried onions. Is that right? No. No, no, no. Okay. No, Tony Balser was talking about burgers. No, but you were making onions. You sent oh, us a picture. Oh, like, I love oh, yeah, onions. Yeah, yeah. You were like, I'm making these onions. And then it's like, like spicy, what's on, what goes on a burger? Onions. That's and then true. It goes that's from true. there to like, this is what so, I do. Sorry, yeah. I was thinking like the burning rings of fire. Yes, I made sauteed onions. Yeah, you yes. made these sauteed onions that were spicy, and we were like, damn, they'd be good on a burger. And then someone was like, you know what would be good on a burger? Just plain onions too. I think it was even you again. So then that to- that broke into this huge long debate about what are the best burger toppings. And some um, and our good friend of the pod, Tony, was like, "Yeah, I add Tabasco and mustard in the kitchen sink, and I put all this shit into my burger." And I, I put breadcrumbs. I put cornmeal. I said, I put, and then I said, "So you egg, literally a fucking egg." And I said, "So you're making meatloaf, <laughs> yeah, right?" Yeah. And that stirred up an entire controversy that we're now going to have a cook off 
a burger cook-off. Where, yeah, it, where Eric is not be... cooking burgers, but he's going to bring some Juicy I'm Lucy's bring from Matt. Matt's bar, Juicy Lucy. I'm bringing the booze, so I'm good. I'm off the hook for cooking. Tony's going to make meatloaf and put it on a bun. Meatloaf burgers. And then, Barter, you're making your own homemade burger. I'm making like your crush pack. What do you call them? Cast uh, iron smash burgers, yeah. See, now I think the early favorite for me will be Barter's. I've seen him cook. You can cook a little bit. And the smash burger is always elite. So my bang it is the Juicy Lucy, but I really just wanted an opportunity to bring up this amazing conversation. <laughs> the Juicy Lucy is incredible, especially when it is from Matt's. It is literally all the same toppings as a cheeseburger, except it's melted cheese. And for some reason, people think the ch- taste changes, but it doesn't. It's just melted cheese. When you cut it in half, I understand it could be a little hot, but you want to know the best thing to do Don't with it? Don't cut it in half. If it's if it just gets wait punctured, forty five minutes, and it, then try to take a small bite. If it ever gets punctured, just let it ooze out, and then use that as burger and fried dipping sauce, melted, a hot, greasy, delicious cheese. But Juicy Lucy's great. Don't get any of these weird ones. Don't be like, oh, I got the blue cheese. No, no, Juicy Lucy, get out of here. It get should really be American cheese because that has the best melting. Matt's bar, nasty ass, greasy, weird ass bar with the best Juicy Lucy. Matt's bar, go there, get it. It's incredible. And it comes it's, with fries. They're crabby as hell. They, they don't take cards. They only take cash. It's a freaking weirdo business. You can call there and like try and place a to-go order and they just won't answer the phone. Yeah, right. they just don't care. They're like, the part of their, one time I went there by myself. It's almost a little Psycho Susie's-ish in how crabby like the staff is trained to be. I went there... Except for I bet... No, go ahead. I went go there ahead. by myself, and I asked to see a menu, and they got, like, pissed. <laughs> they were like, a menu? Dude, there's, like, one thing you can pick. Like, do you want a drink or not? <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, I do. <laughs> um, it's really good. Go there, please. I'd love some people to try it out. Look, and it's a burger. Know. It's but good. Hold on. I'm not going to hate on it too much. I'm just saying I go cheese on top. I don't like either to be totally melted both. and my fucking mouth like bubbled up, burnt, um, or you cut it open and all the cheese melts out, it runs out. You're just or you wait wrong. a super long time. No, which sucks, you don't have to wait forty five minutes. Average and You're the wrong. fat is congealed on the top. You're just wrong. It's probably still molten on the inside. You're just wrong. This is your take on like Neapolitan pizza, where it's yeah, like you're like I got you had like feelings on that. Too. You had like one soggy pizza, and now all thin crust pizza that's wood fired is soggy. It, has it it tends towards soggy false yeah you're going to the wrong places i think this is going to start a new segment where we're going to have to go prove our food takes together well so you know okay so this time we did hang it bang it brought that back that was fun we usually do northeast rates but we've had people tell us to do northeast debates so this could be something that we We, can kick off we could have a food fight we could have literally the food fight yeah so Mm -hmm. um you know a lot of options out there okay so my first one is a burger contest and my second one is a fast food chicken sandwich contest where one of us drives to wendy's one of us drives to burger king one of us drives to popeyes and one of us drives to chick-fil-a so we have a fourth person on the podcast now someone gets to join us in it and do it with us and then we freaking have four chicken sandwiches and we try all four of them when we rate them blind taste test I, I mean, what a fun I'll time. have to literally be blind because I will know exactly where each of those I'll came from. I'll know, too, but I also just want to, like, we could, whatever. This just seems like a, 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 a way for us to just eat a bunch of fast food. But uh, yes. I'm, yeah. I am, Sign yes. me hold on, hold on. I am on board. Okay. Like, I'm right, on good. the train. The bandwagon's rolling, and I'm in the front seat. Beautiful. Okay, guys. Let's have a French fry off and get uh, uh, Culver's and McDonald's yep. and Wendy's and Burger King and Matt's. And, and then we I just put them in a giant bag and we mix them all up together. 
and Jimbo will pick out the crinkles and I'll eat all of his. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, that is it for this week. That's all the time we have on the Nordies podcast. Check out our first cast this week our sports cast where we break down all things local and national sports we got a purple pride podcast uh we'll talk about next week's vikings game and break down where the team's at at zero and three but until next week guys thank you for listening to the northeast podcast